Welcome back to the news hour. Do, 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 do. We're covering the liberal war on Twilight. If you are listening to Doctors Phil or Oz, you may have heard this conspiracy to stay at home instead of listening to this podcast. What is Twilight if not staying at home? <laughs> That's true. This podcast is kind of self-isolated me from all the rest of the world since we've begun yeah it's it brings me further and further away from all my friends uh, it's a social self-isolation yeah so anyway welcome to our podcast social isolation <laughs> is a vampire <laughs> it is a vampire it, oh it is it a, an emotional you. vampire uh-huh um it if our podcast isn't a liberal war on twilight you've misinterpreted <laughs> our our interpretation of Twilight. If you haven't already written in the margins of your Twilight, liberal war on Twilight? Question mark, question mark. Chris and Maggie? And then a heart with a little arrow through it? Then I don't know what you're doing here. Because <laughs> you're not an Ed head. I think our takes are going to get more extreme as we get into when Stephanie gets more extreme about mm-hmm. what you should do regarding life. Yes, yes. <laughs> it will get more extreme when we get to Breaking Dawn, the pro-life propaganda that it is. Um... A few weeks ago, Chris, I don't know if you remember time before America 2. No. America uh, 2, also, by the way, full swing. America 2 update. Um, We're eating canned fruits now. Oh, yeah. We are eating (laughs) canned fruits. Uh, But weeks ago, before America 2 became a sovereign nation, uh, we gathered friends, our friends in real life together to record a bonus episode, which will be released later this week. Oh, yes. Uh, where we have a full commentary for the movie Twilight. We watched Twilight um, and we talked along with it. So you can, you know, plug in your DVD because Twilight <laughs> is not stream. Well, or buy it from iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and listen along with us. And then it's like you're there in the room with yeah. Maggie, me, and... Our friend Ben, who's with us virtually here in America, too. Ben. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, Ben is our good friend... Uh, husband of friend of the pod, Carly, who's already been on an episode, but also a film, capital F, film expert, capital E. E expert. He has an advanced degree. An advanced degree in film. Oh, oh, this (laughs) degree is being presented by Dame Ma Maggie Smith. It went a little Mrs. Doubtfire at the end. <laughs> um, Ben, how do you feel about Mrs. Doubtfire as a film head? Is that what they're fa- uh, they're called? I believe so. Uh, I've actually never seen that film, that motion picture. What? Whoa. I know. Ben, that means that tonight we have to watch virtually Zoom and watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep, I believe so. <laughs> We had just gotten about halfway through Jumanji when we took a break to record this podcast. Have you seen Jumanji? We could do we could do a Jumanji podcast. Oh, I would absolutely do a Jumanji pod. Where we like the last time I watched Jumanji was on a snow day when I was also quarantined. So it seems as though Jumanji is a great quarantine film. It is that I think it is very good. In my ideal Jumanji podcast, we would break the movie down by game turns. So you would watch a turn and then stop. This is good. And you'd watch another turn and then stop. I really like this idea. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to edit this out of the podcast because it's too good. Someone's going to steal it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to put a copyright on it. Oh, right sorry. Now. Copyright, trademark. Jumanji um, Juman- pod. Juman- Intellectual Juman- property. Jumanji me. What? Welcome to oh, our podcast, Jumanji Juman- me. <laughs> Jumanji, I hardly know G. Oh, no. We've already spiraled. Jumanji? Uh, me, Manji. <laughs> Oh, Maggie's learning Italian. Jumanji. Jumanji. Jumanjo. Jumanjono. Oh, no. Chris spent an hour before this podcast making a gimlet, and he just spilled it all over the floor. No. Oh, Ben, we're excited to have you here, but I do have a cocktail on the floor. Um, Everyone, we'll be back after a quick break. (laughs) Hello, bellissima. Welcome to Limoncello Ballet, the prettiest ballet studio in all of the world. Ballet, the most beautiful dance. Bellissima. Now, ballet studio match the ballet, the most beautiful ballet studio. High ceilings, mirrors, bars. Uh, all the normal stuff, but more bellissima. Welcome to Lemoncello Ballet. Um, okay, welcome back. I've cleaned up. Chris has cleaned up his act. <laughs> yeah, it was really blue. And uh, we are going to force our friend Ben to give a recap of this movie he has seen a total of one time. He only saw it the one time we watched it together, and we want to see how much sticks with him so welcome to sparkle notes ben okay um so it starts with Kristen stewart oh it doesn't remember okay whose whose character name i don't remember <laughs> um, um her name this is, is gonna be a good pod episode. Just, <laughs> okay her name is bella swat bella she, um, she um has a cactus she's got to move for reasons I don't remember, she's got to move in with her dad. It's a thin reason. I'll tell you, it's because her mom is dating a minor league baseball player. And they're moving to Florida and she doesn't want to go. It's really niche. And that's why it didn't catch yep. <laughs> Uh So she's got to move to Seattle or at least the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And from there, she has to inevitably, because she's in high school. Mm-hmm. So she starts school at the local public school. And from there, gets in with a group of ragtag. There's really no rhyme or reason to the immediate group that she's in. They don't have like a theme or anything. Oh, to like them. the the regular teens. That is true. Yeah, they're with, just with they're a- united around her being hot. Maybe? It's like not yeah. like they're all in band. They're not all math no. kids. In high school, you have a you have some sort of cohesive click. element. Yeah, no These clicks. Kids right. We're at this. It's table. not like theater kids or anything. They just kind of are there. Yeah. Annie Kendrick is there. Uh huh. So. I guess that's a big pull for people. It is. I don't know. <laughs> big pull. Yeah, if Anna so, Kendrick was at a table, you would want to sit at that lunch table. Makes sense. So she, so they're hanging out, but then the the sort of inciting incident mm-hmm. in terms of screenwriting is when you. you've got the vampire family with Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. and his Edward. his clan walk in. Clan, great use and, of the word clan. Yep. And, and so they... It gets a bit jumbled from there because the next like 30 minutes all feel like the same to me. And it's back and forth between 
Robert Pattinson. We and are nodding. Kristen Stewart. Off mic, and it's we're like, nodding. Because this is fair about the film <laughs> and the book. I want you. And she's like, you can't, you don't know what you're getting into. Or he even says, I don't know what you're, I don't remember who wants who. It's both and neither. There are two. To quote Bella, it was both and neither. (laughs) They are the positive and negative ends of a magnet in the same point facing each other. They're attractive but repelled. But, oh, you mean they both have both the Yeah, they're both You said they're both positive and negative. And I was like, oh, so they're just regular magnets. (laughs) <laughs> or it's a neutral rock. Yeah, they're two rocks bumping up against each other in the night. One so, rock and one soft piece of fabric. At a certain point in time, they give in to each other, uh-huh. I guess. I can't remember when that kiss comes. But sorry that I spoiled the movie for those listening. But um, Oh, yeah, we forgot to give our spoiler warning. Spoiler well, here it alert. is. They uh, kiss. For those who are... <laughs> This is their introductory formative Twilight experience. I guess that's me. But <laughs> so at a certain point in time, he, uh, Robert Pattinson, takes Kristen Stewart to meet his family. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they find themselves playing baseball. Heck yeah. yeah. America's pastime. <laughs> and this is when you start to realize that there's even, oh, I haven't even mentioned Taylor Lautner yet. He's been here since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I'll get back to him. Oh. But anyway, so they go play baseball, and then, like, the rival vampires come. And the they, real, they realize that <laughs> Robert Pattinson's family is playing baseball with human. Mm-hmm. As the and ball. so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they want, but the rival vampires are wanting Bella mm-hmm. to be food. Yes. Uh, there's Food. one there's one of them who wants who wants to James Kristen Stewart. And so then from then on out it becomes a race to some sort of train station. Yes, a la baby to, driver. It's a real time chase scene from then to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they've got to keep them away. But then at the end, the bad vampire gets to Kristen Stewart and bites her. Mm-hmm. And then in an act of self sacrifice. Robert Pattinson, I guess, not necessarily self-sacrifice, just more of res- like sexual restraint. Yep. He takes, it's not even sacrifice. He's just taking the venom out of her. Without the, the having, vampire venom, without fucking her. Yeah. With Without having sex, a la <laughs> drinking her blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, there's like a prom at the end, mm-hmm. but as a cliffhanger, Taylor Lautner, who's sort of kind of been... On the outside. Everywhere but nowhere yeah. at the same time. Um, he tells gets the voice. Kristen Everyone Stewart at the final him. scene, like, you got to be careful. My dad is not going to like you if you keep dating that Robert Pattinson kid. And she's like, okay, duly noted. And then that's where the movie ends. But then there's there, there's the final scene where – the final shot where the woman, the other bad vampire is descending oh, yeah. the staircase the into black and white. forgotten. Roll credits. Weird – shot at the end um ben sorry this isn't part of we'll get back to my question oh can't wait ben that was a very good recap it was very it impressive. Really, in the recap you also realize oh yeah nothing happens between them meeting they and kiss baseball. and then it's baseball yeah. everything in the middle which is a third plus of the movie talk about a talk about a second act that doesn't keep the steam going <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Although the the moment that that they get in the car, 
they jump in somebody's Jeep. Yeah, Emmett's Jeep. After baseball. Mm-hmm. That's when the stakes, like, if I yeah. wasn't watching it for a specific purpose, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have cared up until that point. So if you can stay until that point, then there's actually some stakes in the movie. That's how the book is yeah. as well. The book completely changes once you meet the the bad vamps. And it's like six chapters from the end. Turns out you can only build a house of cards so strong on will they kiss without any other actual um, yeah. antagonizing force in a story. He does he even get like shirtless at one point in time before they kiss or is that He after opens the kiss? up his shirt to show his sparkly nipples. Is sparkly nipples before or after the kiss? It's before. It happens when after when he's like, say it out loud. Vampire. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've got I got a lot of thoughts. Okay. okay we'll, we'll let we'll Ben get collect his thoughts here. We'll come thoughts. back. We'll take a moment to think and we'll return. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. We're gonna play a game I like to call stealing BuzzFeed's content. <laughs> oh. Um so we're going to take a quiz on BuzzFeed um called how much random twilight movie knowledge do you have? Ben just showed off and Chris and I are are toughing tufting our feathers preening to show off as well. We got to step it up. Um okay, okay, okay. How? Sorry. What? Sorry. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Becky can't read this whole time. How have, you, how have you read the book? I listen. Oh. What sport do the Colons play during thunderstorms? Easy. Baseball. It's a it's baseball. Correct. Okay, good. Where, that's not random knowledge. Yeah, that's like key knowledge. That's like the one thing you remember. Where did Bella live before moving to Forks? Ben, do you know? Is Forks the town in Washington? Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, Arizona. Do you have a city, Ben? Oh, I have a city. Tucson. No. Oh. Chris. It's Phoenix, Arizona. It's Phoenix, Arizona, baby. According to Correct. Stephanie Meyer, the most beautiful city and sprawling metropolis <laughs> in all the world. What does Bella drop in the cafeteria that Edward catches? Uh, it's the, because um, it was on the DVD menu as well. It's the apple. It's the <laughs> apple. It's the book cover, baby. Uh, where does James lure Bella to try to kill her? Who is James? That's the bad vampire. The evil vampire. The blonde. Oh. The blonde hunk. Is it the train hunk. station? Trains? <laughs> it's not a Harry Potter, Ben. <laughs> no, it's a ballet studio with a bunch of mirrors. Yes. Oh, that's studio. right. Um, it just makes me think of like this open Grand Central Station. Yes, it had I just arches. remember it being a big thing. Very the, King's Cross. The two locations scene. we have in Phoenix are her house, the, the hotel, the hotel that was a cowboy convention uh-huh. according to the movie. Every person <laughs> had a cowboy hat on, <laughs> and the uh, ballet studio, which was a beautiful cathedral. <laughs> Where, why does Bella go to Port Angeles with Jessica and Angela? Um. Well, they're going dress shopping. Is it a trick question? No, to shop for dresses. I don't know why she goes. What's the, I don't remember that part. What's the name of Charlie's best friend? Oh, you mean... Who is Charlie? <laughs> her, her dad. Bella's oh. dad. He's always drinking a beer in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, well, it's, is it Taylor Lautner's dad? Yeah. His dad, yeah. 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 Billy. Billy Black. Hey. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why do the Cullens make Italian food for Bella? 
It's the question, why do they make Italian food and not another kind of food? Uh-huh. Is it, oh, oh, it is because her name's Bella. They think she's Italian. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I did not catch that. Forgot. And then uh, then Rosalie smashes a glass bowl. Uh-huh. She's so pissed off because Bella's like, so I had apple slices beforehand. <laughs> Which of Bella's classmates almost hits her with his car? This is the question that will truly break Chris. Okay, it's not not Mike. Mike's the horrible, horny one. Mm-hmm. It's not Eric. He's the nerd. Mm-hmm. It's another one named Scott. No. <laughs> no. Um, Jal. Yeah, his name's Jal. <laughs> it's, it's Tyler. Tyler. Correct. Where is the reservation located? La 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 oh la piscine. That's a swimming pool in French. La push. No, not la push. That's the beach. No, that's that. Oh. Oh great! It's in La Push. Wow, La Push, I'm, baby. I'm good at I'm good at Twilight. Um, what does Charlie put in Bella's bag before prom? What? A new phone? Twenty dollars? <laughs> Pizza? <laughs> pepper spray or a pocket knife? Oh, um, this pepper spray. This is pepper spray. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah. We got a hundred percent right. We're a Twilight expert. Did they call that obscure things? They that, said random things. Eh, random things would be would be stuff like what stuffed animals behind Edward and the yeah, or like classroom. what what yeah experiment. What we're, what we're saying learning. is we're we're coming at you, Buzzfeed. Write better quizzes. Hire me. Hire okay. me to write Buzzfeed here's quizzes some, about Twilight. Here's a more fun quiz. Ready? Okay. Okay. No, no tea, no shade. Which Twilight character are you? This may be fun because Ben doesn't know any of them. <laughs> he doesn't remember their name. Okay. He's shaking his head. First question. What's your stance on love? <laughs> <laughs> Here are some options. Love, love. Like, I don't know. Plenty of room for more. Kind of a loner. I would kill for love. Oh, I think I've been in love. Question mark. Secretly? I love it. I have a lot of crushes. I get super attacked. There's so many options here. Um, I'm I'm going to say that there's always room for more, baby. Okay. Give me all that love. I would kill for love. Whoa. Whoa. He's married. and So <laughs> this is scary. I'm going to say love, love. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. Next. What about blood? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I tend to bleed a lot. I I want it, but I'm cool. Eh, it's there. Like, yum. Must. Fight. Urge. It doesn't bother me. I want it now. Ew, like, blood blood? (laughs) Oh, I'm going to say I want it now. I want blood in me. Okay. Ben? Uh, Was there one that was pretty and different? It was like, eh. I. There was one that was just, quote, eh. That's the one I want. Okay. I'm going to say, ew, like blood, blood. <laughs> uh, okay. People call you dot, 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 sporty, charming, a homebody, helpful, mysterious, passionate, reserved, annoying, energetic. Oh, people call me annoying. I don't think so. Well, thank you. I'm still going to collect uh, it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean. Ben? I'm going to go with passionate. Whoa, such a flirt. I would kill for love. You oh, would I'm kill so for love. Passionate. Ben's vampire sona is 
scary. I think I'm probably a homebody. Do you think vampsona is a thing on like deviant art? Absolutely. And I do yep. want oh, one. On the next time we take a break, I'm Googling Chris the Vampire to find what good fan art I can see. What's your favorite kind of meat? <coughs> Chicken, boar, beef, <laughs> turkey, pork, deer, humans. I don't eat meat. IDK. What kind of meat is that? Um, idiot Donkey Kong? <laughs> yeah, idiot Donkey Kong meat. Um, I'm going to say beef. Go with beef. I think I'm I'm going to go with beef as uh, well. We're uh beef boys. <laughs> I want to say pork. I really like pork, but I'm on sort of a kick where I feel really bad about eating pigs. They're smart. Yeah. And they scream like people. I do have a thing about how they scream like people. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Extreme compassion. Ooh. Reading minds. Magic shield. <clears throat> turning into an animal. Manipulating emotions. Seeing the future. I want it all. Wait, I need more time to choose. Nah, I'm cool. Manipulating emotions just sounds like gaslighting, and that's not a superpower. See, I was going to say I want Okay, that I was going to say I also <laughs> want power. We get it, Ben. You are a better person than us. No, I want to like make people feel okay. That's the kind of emotion I want to manipulate. Okay, Ben, what's uh, Chris, what's your choice? Uh, um, the emotions one. Okay, Ben. Uh, reading minds. Good one. That sounds like hell. I'm going to go ahead and say I want it all. Yeah, that seems like that does. Your speed. It seems like my speed. I agree. Which one is the coolest instrument? Guitar, cello, banjo, piano, flute, drums, saxophone, fiddle, the voice. Duh. Who would pick fiddle as the coolest instrument? The problem is, it's not which instrument do you want to play. It's which one is the coolest. The instrument? coolest is drums. Drums are hands down the coolest instrument. Drums. Okay, drums. We're all, all saying drums across the board. It's not even like bass guitar is it on the list? So there's that's no, a cool. One. There's no even like competition for drums. There's no jaw harp. That's a cool instrument. Bing 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 bong bong. What's your favorite body part? Back. Hands, hair, smile, skin, abs, feet, eyes. Weird question. Hair. Every time. Eyes. Skin. Oh. Okay, I'm going to say smile. Okay. The That's body fair. part, smile. Yes, the famous body part, smile. Where would you spend your dream honeymoon? South Africa. Road <laughs> trip. Brazil. Paris. Southern Mansion, Hawaii, Italy, hunting somewhere, IDC. I guess Hawaii. Is that International District of Columbia, IDC? The International District of Columbia, yeah. It floats just on an island. Yeah. And it goes around the world. You said what? I said Hawaii. Paris was an option. Paris was an option. That is my choice. This man is so romantic. I'm going to choose um, Road Trip. Oh, God. Oh, it smells like farts and Twizzlers in there. No, I want to go to, like, parks. I want to see mountains. Okay. Uh, finally. 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 What is your opinion on vampires? <laughs> I want to be one. They're not all demonic. Monsters. Gross. Burdens. Powerful. More friends. Yay. Like <laughs> hot ones? Wait, what? W-U-T. Oh, I'm going to ask if they're hot or not. 
Yeah, you're like hot ones. Uh, Ben? I'm going to go with they're not all demonic. Okay. And I'm going to say I want to be one. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the Twilight universe, there's no downside to being a vampire. There's literally, literally no nothing. downside. There's no reason you wouldn't want to be one. It's not like you become a shadow of your former self. Um. Okay, Chris? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm ready to be Alice. You got Jessica Stanley. Well, okay. <laughs> the friend that everyone needs in their life. Then again, Jessica is the fun... I'm the fun horny one. Yeah, sure. Humans might not get as much fun as vampires, but you'll show them how it's done. You're ever so curious, ever so friendly, and a little bit crazy. Who wouldn't you? Who wouldn't want you as a BFF? I'm you got Anna Kendrick. GBF'd in this. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I am Anna Kendrick. Ben is Victoria. Oh, the hot evil vampire. Did I meet her? Yes, she's, she's the one the in redhead. The, she's the redhead at the very end who's like, I'm going to murder you. Yeah, no one better cross you, Ben. Mess with That's you, true. and it's a death sentence. You're not one to play games and are willing to do whatever it takes to reach your goals. It's because you said you're writing to murder. No matter how bloody it can get. But life doesn't like I... always have to be filled with hate, just blood. Lots of blood. Oh, God. I feel like my blood answer was pretty indifferent to blood yeah. and well, violence and you said you were willing to kill for love and then later you said you were passionate so watch out that's okay i'll take it <laughs> um i got charlie swan oh yeah Woo! hey charlie you're a cool dude he is a cool dude just keep being your adorable oblivious Oh no. Also, your daughter is now a vampire and your granddaughter is growing at the speed of life. Everyone's growing at the speed of life, BuzzFeed. (laughs) Shouldn't you notice that? Growing at the speed of life is like my mellow album that I'm recording. Uh, I I too love Ben Folds. (laughs) We'll be right back. See ya. All right. I'm excited to talk about this movie, especially with Ben, who has, this is his first time experiencing Twilight at all. Ben. And it was quite the experience. What, uh, on a on a five-star scale, what would you give Twilight the movie? Oh, no. Um, it has so many different factors to judge it off of. Oh, yeah. What's your rubric when you're looking at a film from a professional academic standpoint? What are you oh, looking for? Uh, well, if we're talking aesthetics, I'd have to give it like a one or a two. <laughs> but mean, it's it just, blue. It's, it's all blue. It's blue. And sometimes in half the shots, the angle is It's orange. I did appreciate that they thought we were so dumb as an audience that all of the Arizona shots were in stark red <laughs> and that all the Washington shots were blue as if we wouldn't know where we were. Um, I had a very – watching it as a older – person uh-huh. has made it more fun. We should say fun. Ben is 80 Made it more old. fun, you said? Yeah, it was much more fun. It's a very experiential movie. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's... Uh, so we were all... It's. I think we should touch on the fact that we together all saw the movie Five Feet Apart. Oh yeah, me, yes. Maggie, Ben. Um, In theaters. And that is a teen romance movie, not unlike... 
Twilight. Where they can't be together. Because they can't be together, because they can't touch. We, also not unlike the current situation we're all in. Supposed to be. Six, six feet, feet apart. apart. Um, which, that was one of my favorite ever movie-going experiences. That's what Ben said. Is, I'm pretty sure we left the theater and Ben said it was his favorite time at the movies. Because the audience cracked somewhere <laughs> in the middle. And we all started together shouting at the screen. In this movie, they have cerebral palsy. That doesn't make sense. That's not. That it. They have like an autoimmune thing. It's the lung one. They have a. They have something that means their their immune system's compromised. Okay. Anyway, and they can't go near each other, but they fall in love as teens. So there's this scene where they're like touching each other with a pool cue, and there's a scene where they <laughs> run away from the hospital. Touching and each other is in italics. Yeah. And at some point, the whole audience was just like cracking up and yelling, "Go home! <laughs> go get the lungs! Don't kiss!" <laughs> That's how I feel watching and reading Twilight. I'm like, oh no, oh they shouldn't be so horny. I just I appreciate that both both movies were trying to be extremely serious, and yet the audiences in, in both viewings just saw right through it. And it reminded me of like Susan Sontag's camp, what yeah. she's talking about. Just like the definition camp. is like things. Yeah, that they're, they're trying to be so serious, and yet yeah, I the have mark. also read Susan Sontag's camp. I uh, famously made the analogy that, so Susan Sontag argues that things occurring in nature cannot be camp. It has, like, camp doesn't occur naturally. And I said, right, like a forest, not camp. One inflatable tree in a forest, (laughs) camp. (laughs) And my teacher said, please stop raising your hand. (laughs) Yeah, this is a good... uh, this is a good, is it Twilight or Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus, intentional camp. Twilight, unintentional camp. The Something that's fun about Twilight, the book and the movies, is that because there's not a lot there, mm-hmm. you almost, it's to, all... to save yourself psychic harm, you start reading more into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like the scene where they're talking about like Bella being a human with all these vampires and the other vampires don't like it, it's a sort of like, you can read like uh, 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 a, a miscegenation type tension here that they're talking about. But of course that's not it. I think there's something to be said about, I think it's hard to ignore that this is Catherine Hardwick's movie. <laughs> and so she is, whether or not she succeeds, she's trying to make a statement about, Teens being wild and horny. Yeah. Because that's all of what she does. Because we've seen the other Twilight movies, and this is the one that I think best pulls off what Twilight tries to do. Um, The other ones, when other directors take it over, um, they go too serious. They do get, and so much uglier. Like, at least, it's sort of like, you know, Prisoner of Azkaban, Alfonso made that movie, and it's like, whoa, this movie, pretty. Other movies, pretty crazy <laughs> yeah so if you think this one has aesthetics of one the other ones have in the negatives ben i well, can't I, wait for you to watch all these movies with us so i i have seen the very last one that came out in 2012 Whoa. okay which is part two of whatever that one is breaking dawn yeah i i, I went in high school on a date my wife came on here and exposed all of her Twilight ex-boyfriends, so I'm going to come on and 
retaliate. Oh, yeah. You're coming for that guy who left her a smoothie from the ground. <laughs> yeah. I heard about that. And uh, let me tell you, I'm not pleased. Uh, how did you get, how did you end up going to a second part of a movie series that you didn't care about? It's, it's a, okay. Um, so the, I, I told this girl that I was going to take her to a movie. Um, on Friday night after school or whatever. And Ben is I was big like sock hop soda shop. Let's see a movie pop. Yeah. He's I'm always I'm a fan a movie of the, with Grandma. I was always a fan of the classic <laughs> movie date. And um before we left, I said, Well, there's there's two movies out tonight. Do you want to see Wreck It Ralph? Or do you want to see Twilight? Because I knew she was a big Twilight fan. I only saw one and of those movies in theaters. It was Wreck It Ralph, and what a wild movie that turned out to be. Sarah Silver. That was a great movie. <laughs> well, so Finally, she was just like, I don't care. Like, both are fine with me. Like, I think they're going to be great. You know, you pick. And I was thinking, well, why don't I play a part in allowing her to complete the full film mm. Twilight Saga? So I'll, I'll be there, and that might be more rewarding. You wanted so to forever was- cement yourself into her experience I, of the I saga. I love that. That is a reason <laughs> I would make that decision. Look, I've got it. Yeah, I just wanted to stamp on a... On, on on her uh, her Twilight story. By well, the way, anyway, if you are listening, like, that that person, you know who you are. Tell us if whenever you think of Twilight, you think of Ben. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but we we get to the theater. It gets worse. We get to the theater, and the we sit down, and as the the lights are going down, post trailers, she le- I she leans to me and she says, "I really wanted to see Wreck It Ralph." Chance, you so, also told this story on the commentary, and if so, we will have laughed still, just as hard because I did. Still forget. funny. That is the level. What was she doing? That she was like, I want to, I want to stab him in the heart like a cold-hearted killer. I want to get <laughs> in here, over. get all the way into the movie, and then say, as someone who saw Prometheus at midnight in high school, having never seen any of the other Alien Predator movies. I understand uh, being excited to just see one in a series of films. Did you go with friends by yeah, yourself? Yeah, went with friends. Oh, okay. Uh, Carly went with me to see at least two of the Pirates of the Caribbean's at midnight because they used to come out on my birthday every year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good birthday movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Ben, we have aesthetics at one. What's the next yep. rank? Well, then I've got to go with pacing of the movie. And I already mentioned earlier how terrible it is for the first hour what i'll say to the adapteur is the pacing of the book is cuckoo bananas is bonkers whoever so they adapted i think if i was giving a star rating to the adaptation i would give it solid 3.5 stars i was gonna give it like a four yeah they make good improvements to the story and turns out you can take an entire 400 page novel and turn it into one book when the novel has not a lot in it but i think they yeah i think they they take the good they you know add some gold leaf so ben in in the movie when the bad guys they're kind of like always a threat but we don't really see their threat until the very end and the books Mm -hmm. we don't even hear of a threat until that point but the movie they like show us them hunting and foreshadow them coming and you know that they killed that guy that doesn't happen in the book at all they kill the guy who plays the fatigues on seinfeld ben i'm sorry to interrupt but i just want to read you this review that we found of Twilight um, and see if it resonates with you at all. Uh, Prep viewing for a podcast experience. 
That sounds like a review that I wrote. You did. You wrote it. <laughs> That's, that sounds like. For that those is who your letterbox review of this movie. No stars. No stars. No stars. Well, so it, it's a bit misleading because I quit giving stars to movies. I noticed that after we watched League of Their Own that you gave it a heart and no stars. I just, and I was like, what does that mean? The stars were starting to get a bit too arbitrary for me personally, and I couldn't keep up with how I was rating them. So then it was like, did I have a good experience? Did I like it? And then I can extrapolate from there. Yeah, I'm having the same problem where I'm like, oh, that was a fun, good enough movie. I also have a problem that after I see a movie in theaters, I'm like, oh, pretty good. No matter how bad I it is. I think Maggie, you also feel bad giving any movie less than four stars. I no do, matter how I, I would say less than three stars. Three stars, less than three stars makes me feel like it's so bad. No one should ever watch it. And I really like liking things for what they are. Sure. That's why I, we liked Twilight. Well, <laughs> if I no, included we experience into my star ratings, I think overall I would say that I would give Twilight either a two or a three. Maybe a two and a half, I guess. Oh, okay. pretty good. So but, far you've given it a, a, one? a one, one star average. I, yeah. um, let's, try, let's try to bump it up. What's our next category? Uh, my next category that I would talk about would be uh, the theme of latent horniness in teenagers where I would give uh, it a five that stars is a five star. They that really got their point really across gets. in many it's different ways. Every element Catherine said, okay, as I'm putting this film together, we need to constantly be thinking through the lens of how horny am I as a teen? Yeah. It's, I wish that we could have heard the notes she's giving Robert and Kristen, especially Yeah, I want to see because that. it must've been at every turn. How horny are you now? I want to see the dailies. When you say spider monkey, I want you to channel your horniness into the pronunciation of the word spider monkey. Because you're thinking about her mounting you like a ravaging animal. <laughs> Even just the way he like, the, the way he walks her into the woods and mm-hmm. like walks around her like he's about to kill her. I'm not going to say that it is similar to Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh my, don't do this but to Portrait This is a thing piece that I need. But I think I could, when you said the thing about walking into the woods, it reminded me heavily of the scene right before the first kiss in Portrait of a Lady on Fire, where they like don't look at each other. One of them just walks ahead and the other one follows and they both know it's going to happen. And then the other one walks away. That is Twilight, baby. Shit. Oh, no. Twilight latent horniness influences in contemporary cinema. Is Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Carol. Just lesbian films. Lesbian films are the only other movies that get that horny with no payoff. Next next one, Twilight as a lesbian movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it's going. Not bad. I've been saying it from F1 of this podcast that Twilight somehow, as hetero as it could possibly be, has really reached into lesbian canon in a way. As our good friend Morgan said, they were like, um... Every something along they're like everything about Twilight is queer. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing is like vampires. It's non-normative in all, uh-huh. in all senses, <laughs> uh, which is very good. Edward and Bella U-Haul like nobody's business. Um, <laughs> Roger Ebert in his review said Robert Pattinson knows how handsome he is in every scene of this movie. There's no way around it. He's like smirking. He seems like he's playing himself, having fun on a movie set playing a handsome vampire. And when you listen to the commentary 
uh, which is Catherine Hardwick, Kristen, and Robert. And it is so fun because Kristen and Robert are making fun of each other, of themselves, of the movie. And Catherine Hardwick repeatedly is like, this was a really hard shot to get because of this, this. And Robert Pattinson would be like, why did they make my peacoat so boring? <laughs> he does wear that peacoat too many times. Yeah. The the I want to add a star factor okay. um, to this, which is... Um, like production design, which fits into aesthetics, but here I'm talking costumes, locations, etc. And I want to give it n- no stars. It's pretty low. It's like it seems like they had the budget of nothing, but the studio expected them to make a blockbuster. The costuming in this movie, which carries on through the rest of them in the biggest way of anything is in this movie, and bad. is so bad. They take a bunch of hot people and make them less. They somehow dress them like idiots. But they just, they assume that putting sunglasses on Robert Pattinson at one point in time will make him hot. As a teen, that did work for me. Uh. (laughs) It absolutely is the hottest scene in the movie. He's all smirky. He puts his arm around her shoulder. It's like... Whoa, I wish my boyfriend would do that. I think there's like so many like details and like prop things. I was thinking like the Volvo is so important in the books and we see it so much in the movie. But like Mm -hmm. she directs like the scene where Edward saves her from those like creeps in the parking lot. He like screeches in and then it zooms in on like the grill of like the Volvo. And I'm like, there's no way to make that cool. When you see it in real life, you're like, oh, that's like a normal sensible car that we're trying to pass off as like really chic. Well, they, 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 I feel like they spent so much time. I mean, for someone who hasn't read the book, but hearing what y'all are saying, they spent so much time worrying about the adaptation that they forgot mm-hmm. that it's a completely different medium that they have to focus on. This was coming at the same time as the Harry Potter movies. It's hard to forget because those are like famously fun, joyful adaptations that forget a lot about the books in some points. So I think that they were, I think that they were like purposely trying to avoid that critique. And also there's so little that happens in the books to leave something out and add something I think would have angered people. Yeah, I believe it. I want to like, I want to know the backroom conversations with the studio and when they wanted to put this movie together. Because, yeah, it was at the same time, like, YA adaptations was becoming, like, big. Mm-hmm. So, like, they must have known by this point. It came out in 2008. Twilight, the first couple books were out. It was a big book series. They knew it they was, were going to make it money It was nowhere near as big as it was going to get yeah. before the movies came But it was out. still probably, like, you know, bestseller. Yeah, they knew that they were going to sell so much merch. And, in, and their design was those weird crests. It's just so, it's so weird. And they made it like this weird indie movie. There, it like stinks of indie movie trappings, not of like YA movie trappings, which I think is an odd thing, which is what I think makes it fun to watch as adults. Because you're like, what is this? It's hard to play. It's like trying to be like pulpy, but there's nothing pulpy in Twilight. Well, I think... And- it 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 has no demographic like you're saying like it's not aimed yeah. at any demographic other than just <laughs> well, like people to, who... to go back to our good friend Roger I just read his review and he was saying that this movie will play well to 16 year old girls and their grandmas <laughs> he cuz he was saying any adults in the movie theater recognize that the relationship at the core of this movie is weird <laughs> <laughs> um 
Okay, Ben, what what do you think is next? Well, if we want to keep talking about production value, I think that then we have to talk about post-production value as well, which we've already mentioned. Mm -hmm. But the blue tint and the red tint. The blue tint is inseparable. The color grading is wild. It's, It's insane. It is impossible to think about the first Twilight movie, at least. And not think about that blue tint. And in New Moon, you'll you can't wait for you to see it, Ben. There's a brown tint over the whole movie. Yeah. This is something that also reminds me of the Harry Potter adaptations, which again, to- horse of a different color. They only get bluer and bluer. <laughs> but they just get bluer and bluer. But that each movie has like a slightly different tint after the first two. The third one, very blue. The sixth one is like green. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the last ones are just gray, like virtually black and white. Well, the, and the fifth one is like also blue. <laughs> and the problem is, like at this point in time, we're in terms of a larger film editing. We're into this. They were. It's in like the middle of what I think of like the Bourne, James Bond type, where yeah. like, we're getting quicker cuts All and things. Sepia tone and blue. And but it feels like Twilight really wants to have that quick cutting style, but they really don't know how to do it, which makes their action sequences choppy. And especially because like the vampires are supposed to be like superhuman, strong and fast, and they don't do the effects very well. I agree. Him scrambling up the tree with Bella on his back, iconic moment of true humor. <laughs> And like they do the like they they're like their movement fast, like running fast. They do so many different ways in the movie that you never get a clear aesthetic of like what the vampires moving quickly looks like, because sometimes they do it as just like sped up footage. And sometimes they do the like magic. Do you think the sped up footage is a nod to um, don't show off for Ben (laughs) with a carriage going super fast? Chris, I'm very impressed. (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, again, took a vampire course in college. But they also do the magic carpet, so they're we're, they're moving really slow in that scene compared to, like... The background. Is the moving. background, so the idea is that they're moving fast, right? We all get that. But we never learn how the vampires move fast because they never tell us. Or is it a nod to the books, which also, in a way, lack an inherent logic, an I- internal logic, thus the movie shall as well? I don't think it's that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, okay, Ben, what's our final or what could be the final? Well, the final one that I think is just having to think about the cohesion of all the aforementioned Mm. criterion in wine, it would be called balance. And, uh, that's where I think it, it has to lean on the, uh, less than three star side. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also, I feel like it. There's something gained from all the bad things in the balance where it's like, it's balanced poorly. So it can't be above three stars, but like there's an element of it that like the acidity is so high that you're like, I could drink this one again. To me, it's like a snack food where it's like, this is is junk food, but it's It's like scientifically created to be Mm -hmm. the right balance for what it is. It's a potato chip that like is weirdly sweet. But mm-hmm. it's right because it's so not, re- it's so artificial. It's like those peanut butter filled pretzels mm. that like make you feel sick, but you cannot stop eating them yeah. because the texture of the crunch is so addictive. That is this movie. Well, if I had, and it, if I had an to watch the movie for my first time by myself, I would have had a different viewing and it would have been even more negative. 
But this ex- is absolutely a movie to watch with friends. So that no also question. has to take it down a little bit. With friends yeah. and with alcohol, if you're of age. It's not even a thing where it's like you're watching because it's so bad, it's good. It's not like The Room. But yeah. like, there's something about like, especially our age, this came out at a time when we were theoretically the key demo. But now we can like look back at it and be like, oh, it like resurges a lot of other memories of that time. Yeah. So it's like fun to watch. Also, you'll get to see... Uh, Robert Pattinson say, hang on tight, Spider, Spider monkey. monkey. And that is something you won't get in any other film. That's the, true. The, the duo of Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart in this movie, two now like indie actors. Um, and were at the time. I guess yeah. Robert had just done Harry Potter. Yeah. But like, but Kristen, Kristen had been acting for a little bit before this. A long time. For like a decade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, if you had told me that uh, when, when this was made in 2008, yeah. That they would be, you know, just a few years ago, Kristen Stewart's in Personal Shopper with Olivia yeah. Asias, and then mm-hmm. uh, Robert Pattinson in High Life with Claire Denis. It's like two of the yeah. two of the biggest French film directors right now putting out the some of the best art house Kristen work. Stewart that French, loves French films. Kristen she Stewart loves, loves French, French films, she and French, French film. directors love Kristen Stewart, and it totally makes they sense. They have parlayed with her <laughs> Twilight because careers she's so very weird. Well. She was not. She is not an actor trained for American cinema. No. She was born to do weird movies. Uh, and I love that for her. Yeah. So we love the cast. <laughs> yes. There's yeah. some there's some fun to be had with the cast. We're going to talk more about the cast when we come back from our break. Mm-hmm. But um, everyone should listen to our commentary because then you'll really get to hear us. Moment by moment. Moment by moment be like, what? Why are they so horny all the time? <laughs> when you're watching it, all the other things about this movie fade to the background and the horniness shoots you in the face with fiery flames. <laughs> that Put that in the back of the DVD. Yep. <laughs> the scene where they kiss for the first time, Bella, Kristen Stewart is not wearing pants. She is pantsless. And it is so slow the kiss is so slow and so weird and so horny that it is unmatched by any other hetero cinema i deem it too gay to function (laughs) Uh, we'll be right oh yeah slip into this bath hi everybody my name's ford comma tom and i'm here to bring you my favorite color, blue. It's heavily featured in my favorite film, Twilight, the first film of the Twilight Saga. Oh, blue. It's not red. It's not yellow. It's right in between. Mix red and yellow. You get blue. Blue's my favorite food color, too. Blue yogurt. Gogurt. This is also an ad for Gogurt. See y'all later. I love blue. My name is Tom Ford. Is that a real person? <laughs> Famous designer or something? Architect? Doctor? A ballerina? Nose picker? Electrician? I want to recast Twilight. I don't want to because this cast is 
I no, actually, no. Our leads are perfect in every way. Everyone else, we can shift around. Keep Charlie. He's perfect. No, we're gonna recast <sighs> everybody, Chris. We're not okay. gonna. We're not gonna pussyfoot around like that Harry Potter recast guy. We can't do that. <laughs> we're gonna put him on blast because he <laughs> sucks. <laughs> ben, this is the content popular, I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. There's a very popular like Harry Potter YouTuber who's like been doing this series of recasting it with modern day. And we sl- we spaced him out because the first two were so funny because he like he like deep fakes the, the new actors over them, but they're grotesque <laughs> and he picks <laughs> terrible people. So let's reach out and see if he can do our recasting that we're going to discuss. Yeah, because we don't know how to deep fake. No. Here we go. Okay. Do we want to like go down the list sort of? Yeah, let's, let's start, start let's with the colons. Well, let's start with Bella. Okay, yeah, start with the, okay, number one on the call sheet, Bella Swan. Okay, here's my big take. Okay. I just thought of it when you said Bella Swan. Mm. Florence Pugh. Too hot? Too confident? Uh, Both? <laughs> <laughs> Florence, I would rather have as Rosalie. <gasps> okay, okay, okay. New, new, new. I have a different take on Rosalie, okay, so, okay. but a similar one. All right. Um. Okay, what about... Lily Reinhardt. I was about to say Lily Reinhardt as um, Bella, famous from Riverdale, but also a couple other things. She's funny. We think Lily Reinhardt is a true star on the rise who hasn't had her shot yet. I want to see a true famous person that we're saying hasn't had her shot yeah, yet. Yeah, I was like, she is literally famous. She was in Hustlers, and we think she's so funny. And when we watch Riverdale, because our uh, housekeeper Janine loves Riverdale, uh, she we when we watch it we're constantly like oh betty wouldn't do that betty's too smart for that when the truth is that they're writing a stupid character and we just love lily right yeah she needs to give a good director and a good writer on her okay so ben how do you feel about lily reinhardt i was yeah my thought was um hayley steinfield Ah. lily reinhardt seems like a better option to me okay Haley Steinfeld does drive me a little nuts, but I see what you were <laughs> she going She seems for. like she could play, if she's trying to play that same persona of like new kid in town, mm-hmm. really shot, I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like she could do that role. Mm-hmm. Okay. So against that, we need to cast a new Edward. Instead of Robert, we need someone else. Well, so now we have to say the obvious option, which I don't want, which is Cole Sprouse. Well, we can't just put I know. Riverdale into So I, I want to wipe it right <laughs> off, but I feel like it must be Is set. Twilight Riverdale? Yes. It is. They there's share, a similar they share energy. Yeah. Um, Riverdale is Twilight for Gen Z. Okay. Here are some other obvious choices to write off, I okay. think, right away, because we need to go for something unexpected. Maggie and I are going to look in the eyes and we're going to say it. Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> I... I just don't think he has it in him. He's not He's tall too enough. small. We need someone tall. Lucas Hedges. I almost said Lucas Hedges. That is funny. <laughs> Last night off mic, I said Lucas Hedges. Funny. I don't know who Lucas Hedges is. Yes, you do. He's in Lady Bird against Timmy. He's the gay boyfriend. I haven't seen Lady Bird. He was he, the, the kid in Manchester by the Sea. I haven't seen that. You do, you're talking about He's good also films. in the, the, I almost said Louis Satchar movie, but that would be Holes. What I mean is Shia <laughs> LaBeouf movie. Okay, let's get Shia LaBeouf as Edward. Oh, what a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie that would be. Okay, I, I'm happy to lock Lily in. Reinhardt. I'm happy to lock in Lu- Lucas Hedges. I sure, think. sure. Is he hot enough, though? That's he what I'm thinking. He's not him. hot enough. He's a okay. very normal looking boy. Oh, Tom Holland. Too soft? I think much too soft soft. and too short. We can get Tom as one of the friends from school. There's no one hot the way Robert Pattinson was hot. No. Anymore. That's like an aesthetic that we're not into anymore. 
What about the guy from um, Riverdale who play who Moose, who is in that no, other teen rom com? He's really soft. What about um, that guy that that um, Netflix overworks? That's the big meme. Noah yes, brown hair. Uh, Centeni. Some. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the one you're talking. Yes, him. He would be good, I think. Let me look it up. As Edward? I think. Okay, we're looking it up. Centennial. Noah Cent- Centennial. Centennial. Chris, is, Chris is looking him up, too. Who, are, who is playing Jake? He's barely in this movie. Uh, true. It can be anybody, but he's going to become the main character in the next one. Oh, I know who should play him. Going back to Riverdale, Sweet Pea. The guy who plays Sweet Pea should be Jacob. <laughs> or uh, who's the other Riverdale guy that you like? Oh, who's the- Blade. Knife. What? I was saying who who plays um uh in Sabrina, the like boy witch um who, Nick Nicholas Scratch, that guy. Let's have him he's as Jacob. Cute. Okay, I like that as Jacob. Because he's like can be tough, but he's nice. Yeah. I agree with that. The Sabrina, um Sabrina brings up a good point, which is the guy who plays Harvey could be a an Edward if he wasn't so nice. Do you think yeah. he could play mean enough? Probably. Harsh enough? Okay, so we got our top three, maybe, sort of. I think that uh, the best one is Noah Sin. Sin. Okay. Sin. I don't remember his last name. Um, Noah C. I that's I want to lock him in as Edward. Right. Um, let's 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 go down the list. Let's go real fast, speed round. Of the Collins. Of the Collins, sure. Carlisle. Carlisle. So the Adam dad. Driver. Adam. <laughs> 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 or we could go the Little Women route and no, just say no, no. Bob Odenkirk. No. <laughs> Odenkirk. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk as Carlisle. <laughs> it's funny. I was going to say the Cullens will be Adam Driver as Carlisle and Renee can be. Um, Renee? Do you mean Esme? I mean Esme. Esme can, can be, be Carrie Russell. They can recreate hot. the hot play. That is that a, a really good one. good one. Carrie Russell would be terrific so, as Esme. I think would be really good as Esme. That is fun. Because. She'll bring the edge to Esme that has to be there because Esme is a vampire. Because like in Americans, she can play comforting mom, but also like incredible choice. Incredible choice. Really, really (laughs) solid choice. Inspired. Um, okay. Rosalie, I want she's the Evan Rachel Wood, and I will not back down. (laughs) (laughs) No, Evan should play um Victoria. Shit. That's she should play the evil vampire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I got her. Okay. So, you want Florence Pugh? Uh, Florence. Maybe Florence plays um Alice. No, she played like she needs like pixie features to be Alice, don't you think? Oh, I think I think I think her and Little Women had like a, a very playful, but then serious. I want to see her be like mean. What ben, do you who, think, ben, ben? Who who is an actor who you think could play um a, a pixie sister? <laughs> I think she, Alice she's a spiky could hair. be recast as uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Wow. Mm. That's good. That's pretty good. That's good. You get your Florence Pugh aspect with the sort of, like, they have the same sort of blonde hair uh-huh. and features, <laughs> but I feel like the personality is much different and much more um, sharp. Florence fiery. does seem so older her, than uh, So Chloe Grace Moretz as Rosalie. As, no, as Alice. As Rosalie or Alice, Ben? The blonde one? Alice. Yeah, the yes. spiky hair. The blonde one is Rosalie. Oh. He's with me. Okay, okay. Ha! Alice is the spiky hair, uh, skinny weird one who becomes like the friend. The friend. Yeah. I want Kristen Ritter. 
That's funny. Playing a teen. Uh-huh. Okay, alternatively. How do we get Aquafina into this movie? I was going to say, who can Aquafina? Honestly, though, Aquafina as, as Alice, Alice would be. So Alice becomes like a little more like crazy, crazy, crazy kid. <laughs> I like that. I do too. Okay, okay, okay. Aquafina. She, she's like really nice and funny and like she doesn't fit in with the rest of the Collins uh-huh. in a way. I actually, turns out I love this Amazing. cast. <laughs> Aquafina as Alice. Alice. We need Emmett and Jasper. Um, Emmett is going to be played by a yet undiscovered Hemsworth, Hemsworth brother. <laughs> <A young> Hemsworth five. <laughs> Which one's Emmett again? He's the muscle one. He's like the jock one who drives who the, has jeep the jeep at the end. You really barely Michael, see him in the movie. Michael B. Jordan. That's better than what ours was, which I already Which forgot. was a made-up. Oh, oh, a made-up Hemsworth. Michael B. Jordan is really good. It's great. We, Gruff, we're, but soft. We were, this is something everyone probably knows, we were shocked to see him in The Wire. We were like, wait. Michael B. Jordan? Is Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, we're watching The Wire for the first time, and I was like, Chris, I'm positive that child that- is Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> um, and Jasper, who is like the soft emo kid, Alice's partner. The one who, he's got the wide eyes all the time. And yeah. he's going to have to play against Aquafina's Alice. So keep that keep in that. the old ticker. <laughs> the, what about the, uh, the lead character from Love, Simon? He's been in some other stuff. I, I, I have no, him, so. other than Love, Simon, I have never seen him. I'll take it. Him. I'll take it. I trust I trust. I want to say, what about instead of the lead character in Love, Simon, the guy who ends up being the love interest in Love, Simon, who's in a bunch of CW shows? And who is a gay rapper? Are you thinking about? I think about Little Nas. It's Little Nas. I'm not gonna be thinking about Jasper. Little Nas. I'm thinking about our Roomba. Our Roomba just turned on, and no one is touching it. The Roomba will murder us in America too. Um, I I want okay. It's the guy. He plays the Flash in CW. The second Flash in CW's mm-hmm. Flash. He's precious. He does music, so he and Aquafina can come together on <gasps> they need a to do- track. For the credits of the movie, they do a funny. I would do that. A funny song. Only if Aquafina does another thing for the MTA, where she's the voice of the Seven Line, but as Alice. But as Alice. Oh, that's good. She's confusing. Says, she's like, I can see the future, and you're gonna be late. <laughs> His name is Kanan Lonsdale, okay. and he is so cute. <gasps> He's precious. Ben, you can't see this, but trust. I can see some. I can see an outline, and it looks good. How do we get? How do we get Beanie Feldstein into this movie? There is no way unless she plays Angela. Oh, she plays Angela. Okay, okay. The friends. You can think of anyone. Their personalities don't matter. I want to keep Anna Kendrick as Jessica. Anna Kendrick stays. Beanie Feldstein. We get Beanie Feldstein to play Angela. Mike is played by Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. (laughs) And Tommy McGuire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, the entire <gasps> Spider-Man. Yeah, they're like deep faked on top of each other. Oh, and we get Tony Shalhoub in as the bio teacher. Tony Shalhoub is the bio teacher, and uh, Tyler, who's the one who almost kills Bella with his truck, has got to be the guy who did Baby Driver. Ansel, Ansel Elgort. Elgort. Yeah. Okay, who plays Bella's dad? Bella's dad is the dad from the Americans, Philip. Um, why can't I think of his name? Or who's a good dad? Who's that guy, Ben, you know, who played a dad in every 90s movie? Parent Trap, Billboard Dad. He's like the dad's dad. Is that Dennis Quaid? Yes, it is. <laughs> I want Quaid Dennis Quaid to play <laughs> Bella's dad. I'd take that. I want 
uh, Kate Blanchett to play Renee. We've already. Oh, Renee, Renee. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood is Victoria. Yep. Jasper, the evil vampire who murders, tries to murder Bella. Jasper would be. Sorry, a Jason, good guy. James, James. Jason, James. We cast. What do you ass. think, Ben? Who should be the big, the big bad? Yeah, who's the who's our villain? Don't oh, say Billy Crystal. Mm. <laughs> well, then my next choice. Don't would say be... Bill Murray. Ben, oh. don't say Bill Clinton. You're taking away my options. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> As James. Oh no. Pretty good. I don't watch enough young adult CW these shows. Are, these are full blown adults now. Yeah, these are, they can be adults. These are the bad guys. These, so these are these are because remember to be Evan Rachel Wood is one of them. Now. Yeah, Evan Rachel Wood is this guy's girlfriend. Oh okay. Um, Zachary Levy. I don't know who that is, but I thought you were going to say Zachary Quinto. Oh, the the hot guy from Maisel. Yeah. Funny, too too hot. Too hot. So it oh, can't be a hot just, person? No, no just, they should be hot, but like in a mean honestly, way. Honestly, just anyone from True Blood. He seems like a True Blood vampire to me. Bill? I don't know who that actor's oh, who's the is. Who's the Hemsworth who plays Thor? Is he too much of a big big shot? He oh, is. we love the Hemsworths. We love the Hemsworths. He would be a fun, evil guy. Okay, let's pick him. Chris. This is our magic movie. Chris. That's Chris. That's Chris. And Laurent, last one. Who's just the kind of nicer evil guy. The other the Hemsworth. With- oh, he should be played by... Uh... Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto! <clears throat> Don Cheadle. Don, Don Cheadle! <laughs> Boom. That's our cast. This is a perfect cast. Oh, and who's, um, who's directing? Ben, who's directing this film? Oh, yeah. Can you Don't do- say... Ben can do the crew. Don't say William Shatner. Written and directed by Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. Wow. Horny movie. <laughs> Whoa. They have longer speeches in this one. Yeah. Really long speeches. And but like. Real, realistic. Y- yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, very slice of life. And who, who's composing the score? Oh, who's composing the score? You can't say uh, Randy Newman. You can either say Alfonso Cuarón. That's does, not who what does I meant. Not write music. I meant. I wanted to say then Alexander Skarsgård. Tell me who I mean. Desplat. Yeah, Alexander Desplat or John Williams. Those are the only two composers in this universe. Okay, then John Williams. I want it to be fun. Oh, oh yeah. Twilight needs a better Bella's theme. And but I, want, I think I want, we need to keep the pop music thing going. Yeah. Yeah. And I want the director of photography to be uh, Ralph Yeoman, who is Wes Anderson's cinematographer. <laughs> so <everything laughs> this is, is going to be a precious movie. Wow. I love this movie. Okay, the shot where he they um, climb up the tree, it's like that, but it's going to be almost like a diorama. So we just see like almost like a two-dimensional, just a flat grass, trees going up, perfectly spaced between each other. And then on the last tree on the right side of the screen, we just You'll see them see scurrying <laughs> up. So it's like a level of Mario. It'll jump really as he jumps big. across the tree, <laughs> and you'll hear from them really small. You'll hear him say, "Still, hang on tight, Spider Man." It'll be yeah. It'll be as if they're like lav mic'd. That is, is the rule that I would have for Baumbach and Gerwig that they would have to keep. Hold on, that, tight, Spider Monkey. They would have to keep the script. Hold on. 
Yeah. That's like that's a keystone that keeps us. They also together. do have to put in at least one apple bouncing into their hands to make the Yeah, this is us as uh, Ma- Maggie and I are uh, I mean, we're the we're we're the studio execs. Yes. And we're like, hey, we got the rights to this movie, but we do need to keep these things in, according to Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, those are the two. Those are two things. She- and this in this adaptation, I do want the movie to start with the Bible verse as well. It has to, like yeah. the book. Wow, I'm excited to see this movie. Yeah, that's that's this one I'm excited for. That's Twilight, baby. It's coming out in um, 2040. 2040, America 2's Twilight (laughs) 2. But the uh, the dot over the I in Twilight is a two. Is a two or an apple or a two made out of little apples. That's that's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh um, my gosh thank you for coming on Ben we thank you, ben. loved recording the commentary with you as well which everyone should listen to Look out on have your feed. a little social distance party zoom with your friends <gasps> watch Twilight and listen to oh our my commentary. god this actually is the time to do this yeah. if you're like wow my friends don't want to hang out with you and watch Twilight listen to the three of us hang out and watch Twilight with you yeah and you'll we hear, would love to virtually hang out you'll with you hear all. some of our other friends that were there with us laugh in the background especially when I humiliate myself that should be incentive <laughs> enough to listen to the podcast that should there be are a lot of really great though. nuggets. Um, Ben, you're gonna come back for New Moon, right? I hope so. Well, in in three months when we get to that, um, we'll reach out. Maybe we'll be out of quarantine by then. Hopefully, one can oh. only hope, though. One, one can, can only, only hope. hope. But the only hope we have is that these books will always be on our shelf. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at Edward is a Vampire Pod. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a five-star iTunes review. Let us know what you think. And give Ben a special shout-out. Follow us on Letterboxd, all of us, but especially Ben, because it's our favorite social media. It's very good. Ben, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I don't. Only Letterboxd in this podcast. Perfect. Wow. We're going to plug you so hard if your wife says it's okay. Yeah, don't tell my wife that. (laughs) I won't tell her that you even came on the podcast. (laughs) She'll have to find out on the freaking feed like everybody else. (laughs) Okay. We're not... What? We're not using the feed enough as a pun for vampires on our podcast, huh? Oh, sick, Okay, we have to stop because we have to talk about this. Okay, bye. Then you have to kiss them. We have to. There we go.